Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Okay, that's eight losses in a row. It doesn't feel good, but the nice thing is we got solutions. I bought my two boys, my two Pod Thorn partners, uh, Bam and um and Sam. Let's talk basketball. So, a lot has been going on the last couple of days. Rumors are spreading. Players seem unhappy. Uh, uh, and the fans are in a civil war. <laughs> Uh, it's it's just one big happy family. It's so crazy that all of us want the same things. It's just I guess we want it different ways. To talk about this, I bought my partners. Samuel, say hi. What's going on, everyone? Quite a quite a couple weeks. Crazy. Bam. Yo, we forced you out of retirement. <laughs> Welcome back, bro. What's up, fellas? Let's do this. So, let me let me start from the top. We've got an eight-game losing streak. Uh, but I don't think this. I don't think the Nets are in a tizzy. Like I was happy to see these ref, refuting the Harden trade leaks to Woj. You know when Woj get it, it's like I, I was arguing with one of the, one of the Nets dweebs on Twitter. They were saying it had to be the front office that leaked that the Nets were willing to do it now. It definitely wasn't the, the Nets front office that leaked that. And the Nets front office doesn't leak to Shams. Only agents and team uh, and um only agents leak to Shams and players leak to Shams. The person who leaked uh to Woj was Sean Marks. And if you look at how uh, that was handled and how Steve Nash handled the, the press pre and post press conference. They're trying to, they're trying to keep the ship tight. Matt, you're the most boisterous of us. Talk to me a little bit about that. How does that make you feel? Well, it's probably a combination of both things, right? Where Shams isn't making shit up, right? He obviously heard from what he believes is a reputable source that the Nets are open to dealing Harden. The Woj reports and then obviously what Nash said tonight are probably from the Nets side and the truth probably lies somewhere in between. I think that the Nets are willing to listen if they feel like they can get a package that is too good to be true. 
but either way, we are losing. And I, I, I'm, as much as we've been talking about this, I really haven't heard what both of you think. And we're hopping on this podcast right now to kind of air that shit out. Dude, like, I, I don't understand where... So here's the here's the phony thing that goes on with the analysis, and and Sam, I want you to address this after I, after I say, it. um, guys, um, you when you're not talking to so your back your atmospherics don't um counteract each other. So that, that that's me. That's me. I'll, I'll mute. All right. No, I, it's just good to do either way. Um, um but nonetheless, um. Basketball, sports, the nice thing about sports is it's a, it's not a soap opera where the story could keep changing and how far it goes depends on the writer's imagination. This is sports. This is not WWE. There's a result, and you understand that that result uh, uh, tells you the story. And I don't understand, like, Sam, like, can you explain this phenomenon? Because, like... Just to like protect Kyrie, I've heard, oh, you're talking like people who just became a fan of this team 10 years ago. You're a bandwagon fan. <laughs> like, yo, I've raised all my kids on this team. I, I, it, it has my, the, the place that I was born on my birth certificate on the front of the chest. Like, it's gotten so bad that, that the fan base treats each other horrible just to protect this dude. How how could there be a good ending to this, Sam? Like, like where does this go from here if this is our culture now? Yeah, I, I mean, look, people... Fanhood, I think, is just, like, weird and bizarre because it's also one of these things that can't be, can't be measured and it's, like, no one's business, really. But, you know... I tweeted this out earlier today, and it is truly how I feel, and I think it's like the elephant in the room, which is that, you know, when the Nets decided in the fall to placate to Kyrie, or or I guess in the winter when they finally allowed him to come back as part-time, when they placated to Kyrie and or KD, they were basically saying that, you know, uh, helping out the, the superstars and making them feel at home is more important than actually winning. And I just don't think there's, I, I, I think it's hard to argue anything around that because, you know, like, I, like I give, I give Matt credit because Matt said in the, in the spaces today, like, you know, the, the, this Kyrie thing is just leading to a domino effect where Harden's pissed right now. You know, the organization is thinking right now, like, holy shit. Like we let this Kyrie thing get out of hand. Now Harden wants to go. What are we, what, like, now that Harden's gone, maybe we should cut ties with Harden. Before you know it, it's going to be like, it, it feels like it's going to be KD al- al- alone there. And then it's, and then it's anyone's guess what's, what's going to happen next, even though he's under contract. Like, it just, look, I've been saying now for a week, this, this is a, everything that's going on right now is a culmination of this franchise that, that was the franchise of culture and had gotten out of the worst trade in NBA history and made itself into a winner, and now it's a complete and utter like circus and shit show. Pardon my language. Yeah, it's right. not a it's, it's not it's a disaster. It's, 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 go ahead, go it ahead, is Matt. A, it, is, it is a disaster. No, it, that's the thing about it. It's been a disaster, but it doesn't. It the the crazy thing about this whole thing. This is what makes the analysis so impossible. 
is that if we win a championship, none of this matters. <laughs> and so, and these guys have the capability to win a championship. It's will they get their mind right to do it? That's my question back to you, Ben. Like, I, I, how, I how could right it be a disaster? You... Hold on a second. How could it be a disaster if they can still win a championship? Well, isn't isn't that the conundrum that we're in, right? Like, it feels like everything is going wrong, and it is. And we're we're in such like a uh, fecal spot here, where or, or a um, you know fickle spot here, where yeah, if Durant comes back and Harden comes back and the mandates get lifted. We're fine, but clearly the people within inside the organization are not feeling the same way as us. Listen, they, Kyrie, worried, Kyrie worried. is like is like Trump. Not not in ideas and politics. But Kyrie is like Trump because once you start becoming a Trump follower, you could have Dude, been you the, said this you said this a while uh, I'll let you finish your spot, but you said this so long ago that I actually said this to family members of mine where and I think is, is this is where, where you're going with it you said once you start you know siding with a guy like Trump you then open yourself up to the bullshit that comes with a guy like Trump right we're like even if you're like a you know normal minded person right and you just maybe you like Trump's you know his policy because for your wallet it makes sense but then you have to defend his blatant racism Kyrie's the same shit like I did it well what happened in Cleveland you know he thought he was doing the right thing he left before LeBron left fine then he goes to Boston and it's like well Boston didn't really appreciate him now we're we're in the same spot that these Boston fans are, where we're we're, we're going to lose somebody that is collateral damage. What the fuck is going on here? Exactly. It's once you once you listen to a dumb person or you follow a dumb person, every dumb thing he does trickles down to you. Like it it it's like the saying they with Trump they call it they say. Everything Trump touches dies. Once people have to like bend themselves into these weird shapes to to appease what Trump does, he um he makes you sound ridiculous. He makes you sound stupid. And and some of these things like that I heard today, one person was like, This is happening because James Harden is a bitch. Look, I'm the only, you know, guy on this pod. And I've been consistent on this. And I've said it over a hundred times. Easily. Easily over a hundred times. You guys have been harsh on 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 Harden. And I, I don't even argue whether it was rightful or not. The reason why I haven't is because I can't get past the, the fact that this dude lines up and plays. I've seen I've seen Kyrie be on both sides of the COVID situation where he's like, we need a vaccine. We need something. We don't, this is not safe. I'm not showing up. Right. Or the whole rest of the team showed up except him and 
I forgot who the other journeyman was that w that didn't show up. Um, oh, we used to share weed, man. Um, <laughs> what's the dude's name? Sam, help me with this one. Uh, which uh, well, I I didn't hear the uh, the initial part. Oh, I don't even. I don't even. Uh... DeAndre Jordan. Wilson well, Chandler. But it, but it was also DeAndre. Yeah, De DeAndre Jordan. But I think DeAndre Jordan did that because he knew he was on the outs. But he, he came back the next year, so that, that can't also be no worse. one cares. Yeah, that that too. But he's been on both sides of this argument, and every time, like, I'm listening to dudes like in in all the different net spaces i'm listening to dudes try to justify this shit and and it makes them have to say stupid shit like james harden is a bitch james harden doesn't play defense james harden has never played defense and he's and he's been he's a two-time mvp what are we talking about how can you twist yourself into origami shapes when the obvious thing is right there if this dude acts normal we might have been to two Eastern Conference Finals, or at least one. We probably would have been the first seed last year, but we weren't. And and this year, everything is happening is a chain reaction to what to to what he's done. And I've watched him try to like find ways to put it on Nash. Nash, oh my God, we'll talk about Nash la later. But I loved Nash's performance after the game today. It, it shows why he should be the coach. Um, but. They they put it on Nash, they put it on um, uh, uh, Harden, like they're even starting to talk about Sean Marks because they they love this dude Kyrie so much that they would tell Eve, you Eve, you're you know, crazy. You know you know you know what it is, Eves. Mm. It's like following the Giants. It's never Daniel Jones's fault. It's the offense's line's fault. Right. It's not Daniel Jones's fault. It's the coach. It's, it's uh, Jason it's, Garrett. He it's had the a wide receiver talent. He had a bad offensive coordinator. He had a bad offensive. And 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 while these things are true, it's it's got. And I've done this with you myself, where I, I you know me, I'm not a big Nash fan. I'm not going to back up on that, and I'm not happy with the way Harden is playing, and I won't back up on that, but. Do these things matter if Kyrie Irving is playing Tuesday night in Brooklyn? They don't. It's like it's not, it's like it's not, uh, they're not dealing with it from the most simple thing. And I, I said, I, I did a tweet today and I was like, the algorithm for this is simple, right? It's the, the math is not complicated math. If Nash coaches better, what what are the chances that we're in first place? I I, st I say zero to none. If zero, if, right? Like if he co just because he's a just because he's like a rah rah coach, where our record is not better because of that. Um, if Nash is if not Nash if um uh, uh if James Harden Harden comes in and he's and he's getting thirty and ten a game, they still like James Harden is still not going to beat these teams at home by himself. This team, this roster is is pared down the way that it is to get these dudes, to appease these dudes, and now he doesn't show up, and he's and he's leaving Harden out to dry. Like, 
everything that is happening is a conversation because of Kyrie. Sam, is am, am I bugging? Like, I, have you noticed this phenomenon where everything else is poisoned to, this goes to basically take the blame off this kid? This goes no. You're a, you both of you guys are 100 percent right, and this goes back to what we first originally said in October when this stuff was going down, which is that when you have and this is when we didn't think Kyrie was ever coming back, and we were talking about trading him. When you have three guys on the roster who make max money, your margin for error on all the other moves is basic is is small, but you kind of live with it, and you're you're fine going with a lot of vet minimum guys and like use an MLE here and an MLE there and and, and use a and and use a you know a couple of rookies here and there because you, you're figuring I have three of the top eleven or ten or nine players in basketball, but the and 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 they made the team. They specifically made this team. The reason why the team looks so bad when there's just two of them, or or just th- or or just one of them, is not because it's, it's not solely because James Harden like hasn't lo- hasn't looked great or whatever. It doesn't it doesn't look good because the guys on this team and who they were able to acquire was limited based off the amount of freaking money they put towards these three guys. And so when one guy decides that he's not going to be there. All it does is you have a is you have a freaking gaping hole, and now and now that he decides to come back a little under halfway through through the season, you well, have this. To be fair, he didn't decide. They they let him back. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we have this guy who right who's who who's allowed back. Now you have this in and out um, uh, star. And look, I just go back to this. When I speak to people who aren't Nets fans. They literally say to me, they're like, dude, what the fuck is going on with your team? Exactly. Like, Only like people, Nets fans have this disease. Every Nets, fan, every Nets fan thinks it's like status quo to have a part-time player. It's like, are you guys out of your fucking mind? Have you guys heard, like, like yeah, you know what? I, 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 remember, I remember watching all those Colts games where Peyton Manning only played on the road. Like, what are we talking about here? It's just, <laughs> it's like, like, this is psychotic shit. Like, like I, I, was, I was losing my mind in the spaces. As you can tell, I'm losing it now. It's like, you know what? I can't. I can't go watch Jacob Degrom pitch at City Field, but I can go watch him pitch at at a at, at Citizens Bank in Philadelphia. It's like this is not like this is not how a normal team operates. Like right. and, 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 and Sam, to your point, I was that guy, and this is a, a problem with Nets Twitters. People can't just admit they were wrong. I argued with you. Let him back. Let him play. Let them figure it out. Hopefully he comes back and he, he feels better. So I'm that guy that no. didn't understand that bringing this guy back and giving him special treatment had circumstances that I could not foresee, at least me. And I think probably, Sam, you probably did. It's not good. It's Matt, you not argued good. with me. Yeah. <laughs> you argued with me. Asshole. And I think I think I think I think you do the same thing that other people do, which is the wrong thing, is they start to look at the political side of it. There, it's it's not the political the political side. They, like people say, oh, I don't want to talk politics. It's not about politics anymore. It's when I was saying it to you, I I, I always say it the same exact way. So I'm gonna be repeating myself for the hundredth time with the same boring line, but it, I, I have to use it. If 19 dudes, if 20 out, if 19 out of 20 dudes in a room decide to say fuck it, okay, 
I'm going to do this. Right? And one dude doesn't do it. If you go back and let that one dude get off, it's it's just human nature that it's going to have a chain reaction to, in the locker room. Like, I, I don't understand why that's, like, such a hard concept, Matt. Like, what's wrong with these dudes? Like, if you could yeah. change, you were on the other side of this. But the results the results show that this didn't work. It, they, they had the right answer before. So I, I can look at, you know, I can look at this back onto my own playing days. In, at, at the at the Division three level, as a sophomore coming off a terrible season, we recruited a brash asshole that should not have been playing at the Division three level, and he got special treatment. And even though our team was more talented, a lot of us felt some type of way. Hey, I'm running these suicides. He's not. Why? And so James Hart is thinking, I'm playing home against the Nuggets where nobody else is. Why am I? So even though my initial reaction was just get Kyrie back on the floor, why can't certain people just say, you know what? I was wrong because you know what? So was I. But you know what, Bam? It goes but it goes beyond it goes beyond because we're taking this conversation right now from from a uh from from a December or January on standpoint, but this should start in October, and this was and and this is more about the fact that they had a guy on the team, as Eve was alluding to with his with his analogy, of of a guy who saw nineteen of of his twenty teammates do something, and he decided and he decided not to. So like the, basically, the, this this saga was already wrote when when they decided to let him back in, which is why whoever was right or wrong between you and I about uh, about like bringing him back or not, I think we don't even know who was, who was right one way or another. And it's kind of irrelevant because the truth is, is that is it, it got to this place and people like us were ridiculed for the idea of thinking about trading him when like, this is, this is, this is why it was, it was leading towards a breaking point that is just not, like sustainable like you you end and and you have to always go down and this is like any uh something i use in politics or things with friends or whatever a lot of times you just got to go down to the most common denominator and like this Kyrie thing it's like you want to like as you said you want to say something in cleveland happened and it was really lebron's fault and boston it was really like the mixture of players and now he's in brooklyn and you want to say and you want to say that you know in, in in all these places he lost faith with the medical staffs so whatever it is all I know is everywhere that he goes, it's it's legitimately catastrophe. And you can you can you can like <laughs> fucking slice and dice everything all you want, and and put yourself into a million different um uh as a, what was the uh, analogy Evie's like somersault acrobats whatever whatever you want like this is this is just a situation that we all know every single one of us knows that if he got the jab in October or or even November or even at Christmas. Right. Everything right now would be way, way different. And it's why, and it's the last thing I'll say, Eve, you go, is mm-hmm. it's, it's why I have such a, phenom- a humongous issue with every, with every Nets fan saying, you know what, like, 
Harden dogged it. He's out. And if we trade for Harden, then we're going to get all this, like, this depth. And we're going to get Ben Simmons, who fits really well. It's like, it's like maybe that's true. Like, maybe that is true. But all I know is that for every home game, it's still going to be KD and Ben Simmons and and, uh, and and Seth Curry. It's still not going to have Kyrie Irving. So th- that's why I'm like, wh- why? what is this fixation on getting rid of Harden when, we're, when we still have this cloud here the entire no, time? No, it's, it's, Sam, it's, Look, <laughs> I I'm I'm not some political operator. I'm not. I'm I'm a fucking legacy in this shit, and I'm not even as good as it at it as my father. Like my father was, you know, super political guy, and he ran for election and, and, and won. Um, I this is how sick the the this is how bad the sickness is in the Nets <laughs> in in um the fan base or the fan base that follows the side. A a story came out was going around Twitter that the new when the new mayor came in, he would change the mandate. So it happens, I know the new mayor. I, like a dickhead, go ask <laughs> the first time I get to see the mayor after he wins the election, go ask him. I posted a picture with him <laughs> of, you know what I'm saying? An obviously recent picture where he came and thanked all of his donors. I took my chance to talk to him and said, dude, are you going to change the mandate? Because I'm an idiot Nets fan. And he told me no, <laughs> not, not necessarily no, but he gave me a, he gave me a, there's, I got a lot going on in the city type of response. Like, like, I have a lot to be worried about this clown ass question you just asked me, <laughs> dickhead. Um, um, it's stupid. But regardless, the Nets fan base heard that shit, and this cult of Kyrie is so penetrating to the mind that they didn't go, okay, a Nets fan was with the mayor the other day and asked him, let's not believe that guy. That guy is crazy. Then it comes out on, on a. The second drop would be when it goes out on on um fucking CNN when when the mayor gets interviewed and they ask him, "Hey, Kyrie Irving's on um, not playing. Could, would you change the mandate for him to play?" He looked in the camera and said, "No. <laughs> he got to work that out with the NBA." And knowing full well he's not changing the mandate, and and fifty percent of the fan base heard that and said. Does that mean we got a chance? What the fuck is wrong with us, Matt? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with us. We're the smart ones. <laughs> We're the smart ones. And it's it's just like, I, I, I text you guys today. I send a voice memo like, are we really about to trade? James Harden. We traded Karis LeVert for James Harden, and Karis LeVert today was salary dumped. <laughs> the, the, the Pacers got nothing back for him. They dumped him. Basically. They, 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 they got an injured player, a lottery-protected first-round pick, and second-round picks. We would be devastated if a year from now the Nets made that trade, we would say, oh, they're clearly 
just trying to avoid the luxury tax. Yeah. And we've now so we've so pissed off this dude who come on man, like with everything that everyone is saying, that dude was an animal last year. And he wanted to win. Yes, he's off, but I think he's I think remember it took Chris Paul like two years to get back right from from that injury. The guy we saw last year wasn't the Chris Paul of the previous two years, so maybe he might come back. I know I'm the I'm the the rosy side of things with with Harden, but you can't say that that dude didn't want to win last year. And how do you how do you now turn and, and start calling him a bitch? Not even like oh it's fucked up. He wants to leave. They're calling him a bitch and a coward, um, Sam. How did we get here? <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's some weird psychology with this whole Kyrie thing where because he's not because he's not there half the time, you can't you can't like actually extract the negative of him not being there and for, for, and, and and what's going on in the locker room versus like Harden we can see night in, night out, he hasn't been the same, the same guy. So we have more like data points per se to say like oh yeah he's gotten he's gotten worse but the Kyrie thing is just this like bizarre abstract element and look look i mean let's call a spade a spade there's a ton of nets fans on who who i don't even think are necessarily anti-vax at all or anything but basically feel bad for Kyrie. like they're basically like new york city instituted this mandate it's super unfair because unvaccinated nba players can come in and and uh and 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 he and Kyrie, because he's a resident, can't. And, like, the truth is, w- whether you think it's fair or not fair, it all goes back to, like, t- to what you said, which is that, like, n- 19 out of 20 of your teammates all did it. 98% of the NBA is vaccinated. This isn't, like, this isn't a New York City problem. Like, this is a – Andrew Wiggins could, wouldn't, wasn't going to be able to play in, uh, in, in San, Francisco, San Francisco. He got the, he got the vaccination. This is about a city that had, that got absolutely annihilated by COVID and continued to. And there's a reason why they put in the most stringent um, regulations and codes out of everyone else. And know what, I hate to break it to everybody, but most laws and most regulations and most codes, they have some issues. There's usually some hypocrisy. There's usually some contradictions. That's usually how this stuff goes. And the, and the idea that Eric Adams is primary concern is when Kyrie Irving can get back on the basketball court and that the mayor is going to make an exemption for a guy making $37 million a year to not get vaccinated when his entire police department and fire department and healthcare workers and municipal workers and trash. He's not going to change the law for them, but he's going to change the law for for Kyrie. They they fought the police department, the NYPD, all the way to the Supreme Court. They went all the way to the Supreme Court and and still didn't didn't um um enforce that they had to be um vaccinated and 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 98% of the police force is right now so like i don't know what logic they're using but fellas can we move on let's let can we talk about a couple other things before I, like it, again it makes even our podcast uninteresting that we have to talk about this stupidity and that and that there's even two minds about it. Can, let's I just want to talk about that this game a little bit. Alright. It was close in the beginning. Like, am I wrong? But didn't I see James Harden this year on a on a night that KD took the night off and we didn't expect to win? Didn't I see James Harden basically take take this group of kids and, and win a game? 
Or or am I imagining that? No, that happened. Like no, it, it it's been less than it was last year. It, it's definitely been less, but for 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 sure, Kevin Durant has carried us all year. But there's been a couple of nights that we all thought we were gonna lose because it was gonna only be Harden, and Harden would have and carried us to that at least one victory. Am, am I making that up, Sam? No, not. I mean, no. You're you're, I, you're not I, making up at all. I can't call. I can't call the game, but it happened this year at least. Yeah. Looking at this game, like, and I said it before the game. It's, it's, it, I wasn't issuing a challenge like some people thought I was. I was. I was really looking at an angle to think that we could win the game, right? And and it. I I I threw it out there in a shady way, but it it definitely was me kind of saying. Shit, I've seen Harden and and these dudes and the rookies uh, win a game when they shouldn't have won, won a game. I saw KD do it too. Kyrie, as great as he is, it doesn't seem like he's good at 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 leading a team or making his other like he's a super number two. But when he has to be the lead guy, I don't. It looks like he can't generate wins. I mean, Sam, I mean, go first, and then Matt follow up and and let me know why you think that is. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he yeah he he throughout his entire career, this is what it's been like. I mean, he is uh, as as the alpha on a team that isn't that isn't uh, when he doesn't have an incredibly talented support group around him. He just he's not that much of a floor raiser. He's a ceiling raiser. Like Harden is the ultimate Harden, and maybe like Jokic are like the ultimate floor raisers. They just like. They well and Harden when he's in shape, like they absolutely bring your team up to at least respectable and winnable levels where you could win every, any single game. Kyrie is the guy that helps you win a title, but but he, I mean, that's that's what makes this KD absence so uh, so brutal, especially with Harden, is that like Kyrie with a bunch of role players can't do the game like we saw in Phoenix that Harden did. Like Kyrie, that that's not in Kyrie's bag. Go ahead, Matt. Same question. Is it is this something yeah, that I'm... He's right. I, I think Harden raises our floor where Kyrie raises the ceiling. Kyrie is the one that makes us unbeatable. Right. And what happened? What happened here? Why are we talking about this? No, I, I mean... Look. I'm, I'm wondering to myself, like, I'm watching this game today and I'm wondering to myself... Even if Harden was here, would we have won it? I, I think an engaged Harden helps us win that game. I don't. I don't know why we, we would thoroughly thrash. Um. Um. But I I looked at the situation and said and said the like Kyrie should be looking at these moments and going, I need my brothers, <laughs> like. Somehow he needs to just build that that bridge back because I, I don't know, man. It's like did did Harden not play today because he's trying to be traded, or was he really in the back getting treatment? Like, where do you guys stand on that? Like, it's just weird to, to even have a talk. Like, you can't even really talk about the game or Who how knows? or how the kid did. But maybe Harden is healthy. Maybe he's not. But I, it's just like. Now we're left to, to 
guess about that. Right. And all that does is cause problems. I do think it's an interesting question. Like I, I've been in the in the more I guess like, I don't know if you want to call it optimistic camp or whatever. But I'm, I maintain that I'm not convinced he's he, he's gone from the team by Thursday. Like I just I really don't. I think there's, I think there's definitely a chance. I think there's definitely a, a likelihood of it. But like, right. I think this idea that it's a done deal. I just I don't know. I just don't I just don't see it. Like it's. It, like Mark's, like Mark's, literally a year ago, did a deal that I'm sure he honestly. It, it kind of reminds me of when Donnie Walsh made the mellow trade and he included more than he wanted to. Mark's definitely made that trade last year, knowing like, holy shit, like n- now I'm now I'm all in and now I'm beyond all in. Right. Like, and I think the idea that he's gonna flip him now for like Simmons and whatever. When look, look, like listen, I think the Nets have more leverage than what people think. But like. Philly still does have leverage here, and I don't even know if Simmons is a Marks guy. For all we know, like for for all we know, like Marks may try to flip Simmons for a, a guy who he thinks works better with Katie or Kyrie. I have no idea, but I, I don't know. Like, um, I just don't think I just don't think this is a this is a a done deal. But it, it, I, especially in division, like that. I mean, have we ever seen that before? Like an in division. No, I, I just I can't of- I can't see the trade happening or the trade being real anymore like just because of the stance they took but i know something is real because and this is going to sound ridiculous so steven so um kd claps back hilariously at Stephen a with his mom <laughs> which is beautiful for me like i you know that's my mom would have done that um so they clap back on whether or not his legacy will be remembered for leaving. Like that's ridiculous. You know, he's going to be remembered as a good player, but where it's two things on that. Number one, for sure. Kevin Durant's legacy got played, got has been hurt by if, if this is the way it ends in Brooklyn, then Kevin Durant's legacy has been hurt. Well, you know what? It makes him look dumb, but if anything, it makes him look, more human because he's not the one that's complaining right he's just trying to play hoops right and support his guys which is what he's supposed to do and you know um but at the same time it's like he has two rings he has two finals mvp is it if if you're james harden and you're desperate if this looks like a clown show you're gonna try to bounce and I think that's real because out of everything that's, that KD did address, he didn't address the Harden thing. And it wasn't like he was saying, who's lying about the Harden things or, or challenging the reporter who reported it? Like, this is a bunch of lies. Or it's, it's, there's, there's a part of this that's real. Where do you think that part is for sure? Like, what's, where does the line definitely cross, Sam? Um, yeah, I think, look, I think KD is, I think KD is just, is just generally pissed off because I think it's kind of like you combine Kyrie, man, I think you got to move by the way, uh, you got, I think you combine Kyrie, like being out of it, coupled with Harden not being in shape and KD's like, look, I came back from a, an Achilles tear and was just, and, and had been 
nonstop awesome whenever I'm available. And meanwhile, I'm dealing with all of the, the these sagas going on. So I, I think I think he knows that there there is some truth to what Stephen A is saying. But at the same time, it's like it's obviously not not over with. But he's like, yo, just like literally do the bare minimum. Like he's like, all I'm literally asking for is my teammates to get a vaccine and to be in basketball shape. I'm not asking them to put up triple doubles. Like just 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 as Bill Belichick would say, just do your job. I don't think I don't think Kevin is saying that. I I think Kevin is Kevin is loves Kyrie enough and is hopeful enough to just go. I'm hope. I I think Kevin is like. The other Kyrie stands, to 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 be honest, um, but the the thing about it is, I hope Kyrie is willing to pay him back for that love, support, and loyalty. He needs to do something. He needs to do something to support that and give him the championship. Because if Kevin gets a championship for the Brooklyn Nets, he's a he's a he's a basketball god. If he gets two. Could you imagine them just buckling down and going, "Yo, we want two, and they do a, a Miami, they get a Miami Heat too. He's he's known forever. He's God forever, and and I I I I would hate for my own friend to rob me of that. Like, why is Kevin not mad, um, Bam? Why is Kevin cool with this shit? Like, he, how's that? Problem? He's not. He's not. But this is his personality. He's not gonna make a huge stink. I think he's I think he knows A, he's coming out looking good here. I think he also thinks I can convince these guys to suck it up. And I also think he thinks even as long as the mandate goes, if I have these two guys, I'm fucking Kevin Durant. Right. I'll get it done. And I'll get another one done if they stay. Right. I mean, that's the only way you could look at it if, if it's him. But I think it's I I think it's wrong headed. I think the people who say it's the regular season, none of this matters, aren't paying attention to the result. The results say only in, in the NBA's what, 75 year history or, or, or as the NBA. There's only been one NBA champion that has been a six seed. There has been zero NBA champions that has been a fifth seed. There's been a few fourth seeds, but we're not in the fourth seed. We're literally in the playing game, which you win the playing games and you're basically the eighth seed. There's never been a, an a NBA champion that's been an eighth seed. So you knowing those results, knowing those 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 that those data points across this large sample side of 75 years of NBA playoffs. Like how could how do you still agree with that like with those with that that piece of information Sam tell me where am I wrong in saying in saying that the postseason matters a little bit. I mean like what I think, what I think, Nets fans have like this really funny short-term memory, which is, and, and me and uh, the three of us have talked about this um, offline. But like, what I know about this team is that even when KD and Kyrie and Harden were there, or two of them were there, whatever combination, 
they had trouble beating a Pacers G League team, a Spurs G League team twice. Uh, they lost to the Trail. They lost to a Trailblazers G League team when uh, at full strength. They lost to. Um, uh, they blew a 25 point lead against the Clippers, who, who basically had no one playing. And so all I know is that this team not nearly as good as it like as it thinks it is, in part because they haven't had any continuity. But this isn't like last year. This isn't like last year when like you know a couple got like one guy was there by himself and everything was still like hunky dory. Like this, this for, for whatever reason, whether the league got better, whether the uh, the pieces on our team don't fit as well, or the pieces themselves got worse. Like this team, th- this team has issues. This team has not had. You know, I was talking to my dad about it, who's like a a 50 year or however long year net uh, Nets fan. And he was like, how many times have the Nets blown out anybody this year? And it's like, literally like, I can't like the bulls game. And it's like, and, and, and it's like, that's basically you check any of these other elite teams, the Celtics, like who are on a, who are seven and one in their last eight games. Our They've point differential is shit. Right Look at our point. Oh, differential. Look at our point Which, differential. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like trash. We, it's not an NBA. I, I, I also think that, Last year was the honeymoon phase, and there was this idea that, kind of like the Jets during the Rex Ryan years, we're just happy to be here. Now the real pressure is there, and if these reports are true, Harden's cracking, the front office is cracking. That didn't exist last year. Sam, why do you say, I mean, Matt, why why do you say the front office is cracking? Would you trade James Harden? I wouldn't. No. So it would have been blasphemous to think about that in the summer. But what if you know he he wants to leave? Why does he? Well, so he's part of the people that are cracking. You know, like he's he's one of the ones that are cracking, and that it's in turn making the front office crack because he wouldn't he wouldn't have thought about leaving after last season. Now he's like. I'm out there with fucking James Johnson and Bruce Brembury and Kyrie's got this fucking random status and Joe's hurt. Fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he's at. Now, I don't think he's making a smart decision. Does Does Philly really offer anything better? I don't think so. But he trusts Maury. I, <laughs> me and Sam talked about this in our last pod. Tell me if this is crazy, Matt. I said, I said, if you're James Harden, you you only know Sean Marks of this past summer. You know Sean Marks for trading for you, and you're probably saying like, damn, like Sean, why'd you trade Jared Allen? <laughs> and you and you know what he got this summer. Sean Marks. This is another thing. Like I don't think people are ready to talk about, and it's okay. You can have a bad summer. It's how you fix it at the trade deadline. But Sean Marks had a bad summer. Is that crazy, Sam? Yeah, I mean, look, it hasn't. I, I yeah, I mean, I, I understand it from from Harden's perspective. I think he doesn't have as strong of a, a leg to stand on because of the because of the shape he came in. But I do agree. Like all these guys have have memories of of what have you done for me lately? Like it's not about like oh wow, no, but was- I'm not. Not to cut you off, but I'm specifically talking about I'm specifically talking about how you know you can't you can't like 
disconnect the the players from the results. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, he's pissed off, right? And the players are like, we need better players. Jeff Green is gone. This other person's gone. We brought back these other guys. I don't think, like, even even Patty Mills, which I think is a success signing. I think if you're a player evaluating Sean Marks, you're probably wondering, like, yo, why can't you do what Daryl used to do? Daryl used to just get us new players every other year to try to win. And they yeah, were I better think- role players than this. So I think I think James might have a bad viewpoint of Sean Marks. You, you know what I'm saying? Think- Based off the results. I would bet, I, oh, like I'm sure there, I'm sure there is something to that. I mean, look, the, the biggest signing of the offseason was Patty Mills, who I think was supposed to be uh, good with, uh, you know, obviously helps with spacing and whatnot. But yes. I, uh, I also think that you know, the uh, a bigger issue generally is that uh, is it. I I think Harden probably want. I, I think you're right that I think Harden probably does want more of a say in in what's going on and like he doesn't care about the fact that you know marks drafted lavert whenever and jared allen wherever and made these and made these moves and whatnot and he he obviously feels comfort with with daryl at the same time like i gotta be honest like it, it, the, the bigger thing but is, let me I don't, let I don't me put harden it simpler would, let me put it simpler so i can be say, bu- i don't think harden would have i don't think harden would have these issues with the roster if Kyrie was playing like it's all exacerbated by that right i mean like I, that's I, I know, but if let's say let's say he was thinking outside of Kyrie, if if you know Sean Marks for getting Javon Carter, Paul Millsap, Bembry, James Johnson is the oldest dude in the NBA. Like he's he's the same age as LeBron. He's, he's like if you're if just I'm trying to be real with myself because <laughs> at at first I didn't want to believe this. But now I'm completely there because I'm trying to figure out why does James Harden want to leave, and if and if and if it's not all because of the Kyrie searching, which truthfully it's all boils down to the Kyrie situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, <laughs> could it possibly be that he's remembering Maury fondly and he's like, "Yo, Daryl, like, can we run it back? Like, this shit is crazy. This dude signed Javon Carter." I think he two different sneakers on. The fuck. I think I think it it all got. I think it all starts and ends with Kyrie. Only because I've never heard of an NBA player that that like was playing with superstars, but was like, I gotta leave because my GM isn't good good enough at getting like vet men guys and stuff like that. Like I just think like, look, Harden. If Sean Marks, Sean Marks. It always boils down to this. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how uh, when Trump said, like, Russia, if you're listening, and everybody was like, wait, what? That was kind of weird. Like, when Sean Mark said, said um, uh, we expect both those guys to get signed, which is something he never typically says, and then he didn't get signed, everyone in this group and every Nets fan, they're like, they're, all, all their hair was raised because they were like, wait, Barks never speaks in definites. Barks is never super optimistic outwardly like that. And he just said that, and then it didn't get done, which is super weird because usually when Mark says nothing, you like, all right, it can go either way. But we've never seen him that confident before. And so I think clearly, like, Harden went into training camp thinking, like, all right, I'm gonna sign, I'm gonna sign this massive extension, whatever. And then the the, the comp- and then this executive order is put upon, and Kyrie clearly, like, maybe they thought he was getting the vax, he's not. 
and he's like, holy shit, I know how this is going to go. Like, this is, again, me and KD, who also gets hurt and whatnot, and a lot of vet men guys and rookies. Like, this is just, like, it, and, and Joe Harris, obviously, I guess, at the point, was, was still healthy. But, like, he's like, I don't want to, like, I know what this is going to be. Like, this means that I'm going to have to carry the load more. He, I know that he's probably thinking, I have this reputation of burning out in the playoffs, you know, and I want to conserve myself, and now I can't anymore. And, like, all that stuff leads up to something. Like, as we've all said in this in this podcast, and we've said it forever, Harden is the one that doesn't want to be in the circle with Barkley and Malone. Like, that's not what he wants. He knows that that he, he watches NBA TNT. He knows where this can go. And, yeah. and you know, he wants to – he always says he compares himself to Dwayne Wade having three rings, and Kobe has – five and whatnot like he knows where this where he's where this, not in the conversation if he has zero jewelry like yeah, you don't even consider him he's a sideshow clearly for Kyrie, it's clearly not the big of a deal and kevin's already has his two and kevin is cemented as you know one of the 12 or whatever best players right. like 15 players of all time harden like it's like i have no idea where my legacy is gonna uh, end right, right. um I, and i i would hope to think that they still are hungry it's it's hard to make someone who was as successful as Kevin Durant to be motivated. Like he's reached things that are just out of this world, and he's super super rich. He's getting even richer he's, uh, w- while he sleeps, and and he's he's a magnificent basketball player. He's he's gonna be great when he steps on the floor. I just hope that this team doesn't cheat him out of um um getting the, getting a chip. Let's talk about the, the schedule and get the hell up out of here. Uh, I'm going to go to you, Matt, first, and and then, Sam, you tell me what you think uh, on this loss. We'll basically democratically tally up the, the wins and losses, and then we'll talk about what the repercussions are if we lose that many games. All right. First game coming up, Celtics-Nets. Lost. Lost because Harden and Kyrie and Durant are not playing. Oh yeah, I don't. It's madness what they got to line up at home without Harden. But you know, Harden isn't hurt. He's not on the injured list or nothing like that. Like he could literally play. He could show up and play in that game if he wanted to. You think he plays? Yeah, but he's not gonna. This man is so bad. Sam, do we have any shot? If if Harden doesn't play, no chance. Even if Harden does play. I mean, Celtics are one of the three or four hottest teams in basketball right now. I see I see no way. And I actually think the Celtics, um, in games like this, I think they 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 see the Nets as like, you know, hunt versus hunted. Um, I think that I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna keep losing until I, as Bam said at the top of the podcast, until further notice, they're losing games. Damn it. Um, yeah, it's it's an L for me. Um, and I, you know, I'll leave it at this. I don't think James is gonna get traded because I think that the organization will say we could just do this in the off season. A little gamble that they get these three guys back no, when it matters hold, most. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's do all these games, and then. And then decide, right? So, Celtics loss. We all agree. The Wizards, the Wizards away. 
think we could play? Who thinks we could pull that one off? Lost because Harden won't. When, when is that game? That's uh, Thursday. Lost Thur- because Hard- Harden won't be playing. Not only is that game Thursday, so that game, that I, I will be at that game here at DC. That yeah. game is Thursday, happening legitimately hours after the trade deadline. So I made a joke in the spaces. I was like, yo, for all we know, there's going to be like four people that are able to suit up. Because you guys know how those games on trade deadline go. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's like three guys that are available. I was saying like Craig Randall will get will get a uh, put on the Excella, sh- like will show up on a uh, show up here in D.C. in no time. That's going to be a one way or another. That's going to be a bizarre game. I mean, look, the Wizards are also in free fall and like they, they're going to they're gonna make a ton of deals. But I don't I mean. I'll say win for that one because Kyrie will play. I think the Wizards just suck, and I think that they're going to have a lot of trades, and, and there will be a lot of guys missing for them. So I'm going to say win for us that day. If I knew, if I knew Harden was playing, I would say yes. I don't think we could win any of these games, but I don't think he's going to be playing, and I think it's on the table for him to be out, but. That's an L. That's an L. Yeah, that's an L. You know uh, what? Fuck we, this shit. The Nets will always let us down. <laughs> I'm going inside. I'm going to bed. I love you guys, but this team just. So we us. can't. Are, bam. Are we losing to the Knicks on the 16th? 100%. We haven't lost to them in two years. 100% we're losing. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night, Matt. Um, Sam. Yes, sir. You don't see any of these games before. What? So the All Star break. Uh, we play the Kings, the Knicks, and the Wizards. You mean to tell me? And we play the Wizards before that. You mean to tell me we can't muster a win with none of those? No, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna beat the. I think we're gonna beat the Wizards on Thursday. I that that I do think. I think that I think there's going to be a lot of trades. I that that game I see us winning. Like I know that the Wizards have kind of been a house of horrors team where we usually get into these really close games that are ugly. But I I think the Wizards are going to have like four people active in that game also. Like there's a chance our friend Dinwiddie's going to be traded uh, again. There's a chance that you know like oh they also have a ton of guys. That, uh, Daniel Gafford was just listed out with co- in the COVID protocol, so they might get. They might have a whole COVID thing go through there. So I think we win that game. You know what? A win could cure a lot of pain right now. These losses, you know, mounting up, you know, it's not helping none of the uh, feelings in the locker room. My dude, you got any else, anything else to say? So your, so your gut, what's, where, where are we at? So gun to our heads. You say that you say that at three. I think the trade deadline's at three o'clock Eastern on Thursday. Three o one. Harden is in the city of brotherly love, or he's in the Big Apple. Uh, Harden is in Brooklyn. That's what I think. Also, I I really, I think so. I think so too. Because you know what the thing is. This is the one argument I want to make that I heard that I've heard people say. They're like, well, yo, Harden's gonna just keep on like. What if Harden just keeps on throwing games? And I was like, dude, like at the end of the day. This guy wants to win a title, and he's not going to waste a year of his prime sitting out when he's in the middle of a playoff race at this age. Like, this is very different than the Ben Simmons situation. Like, this dude knows that 
he he has maybe a year or two left or whatever of his prime, like he's gonna play. Like this idea that he's gonna sit out the rest of the season to me is bonkers. Is is Claxton sitting out because he's on the trade block? No, I think Claxton's. I mean, Claxton's is just made of what a paper mache. What a disaster, dude! Like, how did that kid just forego all of the tools that are available to him at HSS? He could have just been on like sick nutrition, sick workout schedule, made his body like you know just be able to take more of a pounding. Than what it can right now. Pause. Um, I'm so disappointed in that kid. He fucked up a lot of money for himself. Like, yep. By the way, shout out to, uh, shout out to uh, this guy who I think follows both of us. Like, daydreaming secretary of Nets Dad Club who commented on. So Kyrie was asked about playing in home games. It's a Kyrie remains hopeful that he'll be able to play in home games at some point. Quote. I'm keeping a positive mindset that anything can happen in these next few days or the next week. Just crossing my fingers that something can, can come up either before the All-Star break or even just after that. And then Daydreaming said, that sounds like the Donald leading up to January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which also hand in hand with our comparisons to him the entire year. Like, like dude is just, I mean, something can happen. You know, I think we if we could just stay the way we are, the, the city is fiscally motivated to open. Like, trust me, Eric, you know, the people who fund elections want the city open. It's hurting jobs. It's hurting companies and the way they'd like to op- operate in their offices that, that they're paying, you know, millions of dollars in rent and, and, and leasing. Um it's good politically to open up. New York is not a real, <laughs> we're a capital, we, we have Wall Street, we're a capitalistic city. And we want the city open. So there's a lot of good things that can happen. It's just, you can't depend on that. It, it's, it's surreal. Like people were asking me in other spaces, Sam, is it true that Kyrie said last night in you know, not this game, the, the game before, that yeah. Kyrie said last night that the team has to sacrifice? Dude, I, I got more interactions on a tweet that I said saying, what, his comments after the Jazz game about, like, not being in the in the place he wanted to be in and we need more accountability and that he doesn't feel like he has good flow with his teammates, I was like, the amount of the dereliction of duty that this guy has and the obliviousness mixed with like uh, like just pure disrespect that he shows to the fan base and to all NBA and or Kyrie fans is so crazy to me and it is like I never one of those people that's like oh well those comments by Steve Nash he's lying to us and that seems like a slap in the face like I don't care about that like coaches lie they're supposed to lie that's part of the job yeah that's literally their job Kyrie saying that like he like as if he doesn't know why he's not in the form he wants to be in and why he's not vibing with teammates and <laughs> all that stuff. Like, are you like, like I literally felt like I was watching like a Nickelodeon show. I no, I listen. Like, even my wife, who is the most milk toast Nets fan, it's, there's no passion. It's just what it is. What it is. It's like 
she happened to just be down here as we were watching um, uh, uh, the post-game uh, interview. And and she was like, did he really just say sacrifice? <laughs> like, <laughs> does he know sacrifice means doing things you may not want to do to help other people? <laughs> It's cringy. It literally is. It's it's it is just flat out like bonkers. And he is he has put a complete trance on like half of this fan base. It is just wild to witness in real time. It's it's madness. Yo, that's at Samuel LaChow. And I'm I'm eavesdropping, but uh at Pawthorn. We are Pawthorn. We out. Pawthorn. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details.